0: Hey Jeff. Hey Eric. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? Doing well.
1: You know what? Doing exceptional because we had the best time this past Saturday down in Philadelphia at the Roots Picnic.
0: Yeah I mean we were down there to do our podcast live. Right. And we worked really hard to try and figure out who the perfect guest would be. And that was? Ninth Wonder and Rory from the Joe Budden podcast Mm -hmm. and Scotty Beam.
1: Deonnie Scott right.
0: And... I think it was a really great conversation. We had
1: the best conversation. We talked about a lot of stuff. We talked about the Kanye situation. We talked about the Drake and the Pusha situation.
0: I mean, we obviously went into Ninth Wonder stuff.
1: Yes. Oh, so when Ninth came up, we we got into his relationship with Kanye. But certainly, yes, the new Black Thought album that he did, as well as the Rhapsody album, as well as the Little Brothers stuff.
0: As well as the first time he met Questlove, which led into the first time that we met Questlove, and we were
1: a total psychopath. And afterwards, the first thing that Ninth Wonder said to us was he can't can't wait to come back to New York City to do a full two hour plus episode with us. So we'll look forward to that. The crowd was great, the venue was great, the weather was hot, and then it got rainy later on, but overall, a wonderful experience. A lot of people told us beforehand, they said, the Roots picnic is a lot like a reunion with all these friends getting together. And I have to say they were exactly right. Yeah. It was awesome to see all of our friends backstage. We talked with a whole lot of the performers, people we've known for a long, long time. But
0: also like, you know, when we were out and getting recognized by people or amazing, people were able to come up to us and say how much they appreciate our podcast or like some guy came up and said that Cardo Got Wings is actually four foot nine and that our math was off.
1: And also that same guy, Jeff, mentioned that his favorite thing was to listen to our movie review podcast with Styles and chic
0: yeah two jews and two black dudes review the movies right
1: yeah and he said he doesn't even care to watch the movies he just likes to listen to those reviews which i think is the best kind of review i guess in any event shout out to everybody who said what's up to us shout out to all of our friends we saw backstage and i did want to say shout out especially to rory and diani and ninth wonder who who made everything happen
0: but also I mean, shout-out to Shinsuke.
1: Big shout-out to our friend Shin, who we've known for a
0: very, very long time. I went to middle school and high school with him. All of that.
1: Shin was obviously there to enjoy the festival, to enjoy our performance, to experience everything. But also, what Shin did not have to do, and he went above and beyond – You know, he had no duties to do, but he went above and beyond them anyway. Anytime someone wanted to take a picture, he grabbed the camera. He was the one to take it. Anytime someone wanted to talk to us, he grabbed our backpack that held all the shirts – it was great and Shin was oh he was running around to give people tickets on our behalf. it was it was really wonderful and it is that spirit that we love sharing you know with with Shin or with Greg Mayo uh, or with Dan our brother and I had I'd called our mom uh, yesterday to give her the whole rundown on the festival and everything and she was like, wow, this is excellent that Shin was a part of it and he should be because he was there. At the very, very, very beginning, not just of our friendship, but certainly at the beginning of It's the Real, when he starred as one of the FedEx delivery guys in Deconstructing Biggie, our first sketch video.
0: People thought that he was Korean. They called him Korean Diddy.
1: He is not. He is Japanese. That's right. Shout out to Shinsuke. Shout out to Rory. Shout out to Diani. Shout out to Ninth Wonder. And by the way, big shout out to Munir, one of the Roots managers who was the first one to really fight for us for this festival, who brought us along, who was a big part of figuring out who our guests would be and is a great friend to us, a great supporter to us, and just a huge shout out to Munir.
0: Yeah, and I also just want to shout out us for creating these amazing t-shirts one of which you were wearing at the festival oh
1: have we mentioned the aka t-shirts
0: a couple times they're
1: available right now but by the way they might not be available for long the way that we have been selling these t-shirts there's been a big demand on the front you have our name and established in 2007 best in 2018 and on the back you have a million of our aka's all the all the stuff that you guys love at the beginning of every podcast and for you know all these years Our AKAs are listed down the back. It looks great. It's on a purple T-shirt, which, by the way, Mm -hmm. is the Pantone color of 2018. All you
0: Pantone heads out there. And if you don't
1: believe us, you can believe Rory from the Joe Budden Podcast, who said that this T-shirt stands out, that it looks great, that it feels great. Also, our friend Jason, who I hand-delivered one to, said that, and this is a quote, the podcasts aren't the only high-quality thing that It's The Real is up to. Oh. How about that? Shout-out to Jason Davis. T-shirts are available at itsthereal.com slash shop. Shout-out to everyone who's bought them. Shout-out to everyone who's about to buy them. Don't wait any longer. itsthereal.com slash shop shop. Jeff, today on the podcast.
0: Today on the podcast, we have Taylor Rooks. Taylor Rooks. Taylor Rooks, who, you know, a lot of people might know her. Her star has been
1: rising for the past few years. She is a sports journalist. She is a sports anchor. She is a sports reporter. You may know her from SNY or the Big Ten Network before that. Yeah, or even just Instagram. I mean, she is just like, she's out here. She started off in
0: Atlanta, and, you know, she was driven. She always knew what she wanted to be, which
1: was to be the this interviewer, this this TV personality. Yeah, but I think the biggest thing about Taylor is that she doesn't define herself strictly for those sports reports. No, of course not. It's more about, like us, by the way, it, the, the bigger, broader picture of a person's life and what a person can do with that life. So when she interviews Dion Waiters or a Dwayne Wade or... Even like a Meek Mill. A Meek Mill... You are getting bigger themes and more impactful things than just a sports score, and I think that is super dope for her, and I think that's super dope for her audience. So shout out to Taylor and her podcast.
0: Yeah, and I think that another thing that uh, was really great about this interview was that, you know, when Taylor came over, I don't know that we expected that she would have had such a similar journey or or approach to her career the way that we have.
1: Yeah, you know— we do make mention of this and and maybe some of you guys out there do know our story and and how hard we worked to get in touch with people and how successful we were in getting past the gatekeepers and and through these doors and up to the to the highest ranks of the executives to get things done. But Taylor is just like us in that regard where you know, people may say no and it's all right to take that as a chip on your shoulder and go figure out the person that's going to say yes. So shout to Taylor Rooks for spreading that message. She has a wonderful story and we're thrilled that she came over to tell it. Jeff, when do you want to get into this episode?
0: Right after. I just want to recommend three podcasts of hours that I think if you like Taylor Rooks' episode, you yes. might enjoy these other ones. Mm-hmm. I want to say Rich Climate. That's
1: Kevin Durant's business partner and manager. And he has this whole history at Roc Nation and managing Wale and Meek Mill and, and Mark Ronson and a whole bunch of other people.
0: And I want to say
1: uh, Ravy B, who obviously you guys know is the photographer of the moment. She's been with Beyonce and Jay-Z and Future and on and on and on.
0: And I want to say Cameron McCullough.
1: Alright, shout out to Cam from do Say Palooza. Started Henny Palooza, turned it into do Say Palooza, and there's so much more there. Shout out to Cam. Shout out to Raven and big shout out to our guy Rich Kleiman. Jeff, when do you want to get into this? Right now. Yo, what up it's Eric aka going dumb off the boards, aka YAR Smith. Yo, what up It's Jeff AKA blow your back out. AKA coming treatment.
0: <laughs>
2: Taylor Rooks, a.k.a. I wish I was prepared to have a cool name right (laughs) now, but blow you back, I was great.
1: Yeah, this is a waste of time with this thrill. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor, what's happening?
2: Nothing.
1: I love this energy, though. Everything is great. early morning coffee.
2: Yeah. Thank you for coming through. Of course.
0: Way, I love this place. We to Pusha T all morning. <laughs> yeah, just, just energy. Yeah. Energy. Oh, oh, yeah. So Office. you're ready. No, yeah. We're so ready. yeah. yeah. So, Who are you making
2: your diss track for?
0: Uh, I'm still going with Drake. I okay. guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going to join Pusha and, and go in on Drake.
1: So, okay. Taylor, uh, let us know if the if this timeline is exactly right. Okay. Um, Meek Mill was in jail, Meek Mill was out of jail. Meek Mill goes straight to the Sixers game He goes straight to your podcast On a helicopter yeah, 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 With yeah. Michael Rubin That's how it happened um,
2: It was the only reason that he came to New York <laughs> I was the number one stop on the press tour No um, yeah. I Can we tell the you podcast. how awesome it was, it was from
1: this side Just to see that
2: Oh yeah thank you I mean it was cool because You know, that's something that I don't want to say that you dream of, but just it was the dream circumstance that you want to talk about prison reform and social justice and you get somebody right out of prison, you know. And I think it was important for him and it was really cool that he was so willing to talk about it straight away. Totally. I think you get out of prison, you probably want to chill for a little bit. You want to like focus on life and your family. But... I think he's realized that in a lot of ways he wants to champion a cause and and try to bring awareness to the thousands of meek mills that are out there. Um, so I was I was very excited to have him on the podcast.
1: How much did it mean to you and your team?
2: Yeah, they were excited. It's so funny though. I always talk about you know when you you know are a young person maybe a young person of color and you go into a, a space that is. Filled predominantly with people that don't look like you, Um, and you bring yeah, (laughs) but it's different. Um, And you know you're bringing like Meek Mill, and they're like, "Well, what was Meek Mill?" But it's like, "Well, Meek Mill's here because he has like a a bigger story to tell." We're gonna talk about sports, but there's so much more. Um, And I think I've been very blessed and very fortunate. To bring like a different perspective of life to a place like SNY and and to a lot of, you know, people in New York that maybe don't see that or understand that. Um, So I think that if anything, for my colleagues, it just meant seeing a different side of something. And I think that's probably the most important thing you can do.
1: How long did it take you to confirm and lock down that interview?
2: It was surprisingly faster than I thought. Um, so when he got out of prison, I was like, he's probably not even on Instagram, but I DM'd him <laughs> and I said, hey, I heard you're going to Sports Illustrated next week. Would you be able to come on my podcast? He gave me the email for his publicist and like some of the people at Rock Nation. I emailed them. They sent me a time to confirm the next day.
1: That's crazy. Whoa. Yeah,
2: yeah, for sure. And like shout out to Meek. I'm so thankful for him because he was like, you know, no, I want to do the podcast. Make sure you fit her in. Yeah. Um, and so it, I was not expecting it to just look like, the next day, get a time from Rock Nation. So what we but should take worked.
1: from this is uh, DM's work. 100%. Okay, great. I okay, mean,
2: I that is a lot of how I get a lot of the guests. <laughs> is that right? Yeah, social media has been, I guess, a saint
1: to y- you me. You don't truly. even use email anymore. I mean, that's how we got you. Oh, yeah. actually, that is yeah. true. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I mean, you you get on social media and then you get to the email. Right. But a lot of times, that's just the easiest way to contact people straight away. Yeah. Um, And it's, it's certainly, certainly helped.
1: We went to a Wiz Khalifa listening, which is... You know, normally they don't take away your phones, but this was one where they did. They don't want people to record fine. Mm-hmm. Not that anyone would record anyway, but they took the phones away and they put them in pouches so you can't get them. Yeah. Like when you go to Dave Chappelle's show, right? Mm-hmm. They lock them away. And I was making fun of a friend who took a new job and got business cards. And I was like, Who needs business cards in this day and age? And then when I was networking with someone later on, they were like, Can I get your information? And I took out my phone and it was locked away. So I was like, Damn.
2: Yeah. I wish I had a business card. Yeah, see, I it's weird, like with business cards, I have one for S and Y, but I always feel so like pretentious <laughs> giving a business card. You know, I'm. Ra- I'd rather just be like give me your email yeah. give me your number and I'll send you my info just carrying them well now them it's is just like at me yeah. yeah
3: yeah but
2: uh, like having a business card is such an adult thing yeah I still don't feel like I'm an adult like to be carrying <laughs> around business cards no, and totally. giving them out you know
0: can I um, hand I'll out your business it. cards and act like they're my business for sure yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll
2: send you you know I had like thousand they give you that huge yeah. thing in bulk so like there's like plenty yeah. to yeah. go
1: around how great would that be by the way if someone just didn't check it, like thank you and put it in the pocket yes
2: what would y'all's business cards say like okay
0: your name and
1: then a blank sheet of paper Hars <laughs> is very confusing. we went to the grammys one time and we met jam master Jay's son okay. and he was like what do you do and we're like we're hip-hop sketch comedians i love how comedians. casually we went to the grammys one. Night. yeah 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 oh well, yeah, we yeah. just yeah. went to we the were grammys nominated person. yeah yeah i
2: know yeah it's still cool yeah. though
1: <laughs> <laughs> but we said we're hip-hop sketch comedians and he was like oh you guys draw rappers and we're like oh you know because what of sketch. i get it i see where your head's at but yeah, no,
0: no. Like, we're not, not like it. we're not in times where like drawing ASAP for like, <laughs> yeah. <or> a skateboard <laughs> no, no. riding over a crocodile. No, like <laughs>
2: <laughs> so
1: that's why business cards wouldn't work.
2: Yes, for sure.
1: Let's go back to the very beginning. Okay, where are you originally from?
2: I am from Georgia.
1: Where in yes. Georgia?
2: Gwinnett County, so like Zone Seven, like okay, where the Migos are from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whenever yeah. I say Gwinnett, that's what people say. They're like, oh, like no, like the Migos. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the Migos are from N O R F. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Actually, in N A W F. Okay, right. all right, there we go. I uh, go. gotta add the W um but yeah so cuz a lot of so in georgia people usually say where they're from based on the county i mm-hmm. don't think it's like that in a lot of other places um like for example black the reason he has a 6 is cuz he's from zone 6 so that's right. a different you know mm-hmm. county um so i'm from zone 7 um southern very very southern yep. um i don't think new york has really rubbed off on me yet. <laughs> i hope it doesn't not, not that i you... don't love new yorkers i just you know, How long have you been up here for? Two years. Yeah, yeah, two years. So, but I've heard that you're a New Yorker. After two years, is that true or false?
0: I feel like it's ten. <laughs> <laughs> like not, not to like you know. Yeah. Put so it make, it, make it, you're eight
2: like, more. Like, yeah, make like, it like, eight more. You're not there yet. No,
1: yeah. but, Like two is cute, but like, <laughs>
0: yeah. You know. yeah you know. <laughs>
2: Well, and the, the explanation I heard for that is because usually New York weeds people out after two years. Fair. You sure. know, like whether you can stay or you got to go. Right. Well,
1: you listen, know? after two years, you know where you're going on the subways, right? Yes, right. I do. Okay. I
2: actually love the subway. Yeah, why not?
1: Like, I I thought
0: you were going to be like, I actually don't take the subway. No, <laughs>
2: I love it. I yeah. would yeah. prefer taking somebody over a taxi, over a car. I don't know how I've lived my entire life without the subway. I think it's the most amazing. It's the adventure. best.
1: We were down in Atlanta uh, last month mm-hmm. and-
2: The MARTA is not the subway.
1: No, 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 no. Okay. No. <laughs> No, but the Uber that we jumped in. Actually, you yeah. wanna know what? You might be a New Yorker the way you just quickly <laughs> turned on. But we took an Uber Sorry, that we thought was George. gonna be like just super quick, and it ended up being like an hour and we're still in Atlanta. Yeah. Which was shocking. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: So. Yeah, for sure. I, I can definitely see that. But yes, I am a Southern Val.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Do you come from a big family?
2: Sort of. I mean, like I have a younger sister. Um, it's more that one of my grandparents is one of 11. The other is like one of nine. Wow. Yeah. But both of my parents, it's just them. Gotcha. So it's like my extended family.
1: Okay. Tell us about family reunions.
2: Family reunions are fun. Um, I, <laughs> t-shirts? T-shirts always, yep. definitely on my dad's grandma's <laughs> side. I ha- You know like you just sleep in the big family reunions. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. Um, but no, they're a lot of fun. They're very different though. Like my mom's family is a lot different than my dad's family. My mom's family is just more like, it would have fun, but they don't want to get crazy. My dad's family is like, let's get crazy, you know. Um, But it's a lot of fun. How I, many
0: raisins are there in the potato salad?
2: <laughs> None. We don't. We don't do that over here. Okay. Neither side. Don't worry, guys. I got you back. No raisins.
1: just you and your sister. What's the age difference there?
2: My sister is 18. She is about like about to be a sophomore at UGA. Wow. wow. So I'm very sad. You know, you never think your younger sibling. Becomes an old person. You know, like, to me, she shouldn't be in college. I still think she's six. Literally, like, and I'm being dead serious. When she tells me certain things that happen, I'm like, (laughs) one of your friends is pregnant. You know, I'm like, wait a minute, what?
0: Yeah. Don't
2: let that be you. (laughs) But it's just insane that she gets older and then she gets put into situations that, like, I've been put in. You just always think the youngest stays young. Yeah. I I I truly think she'll be 30 like how do you know <laughs> that cuss word you know it's, it's just something to get over what
1: was your guys relationship growing up
2: you know I think because the age gap, it's harder to be as close when you're growing up. But now we're so much closer because we can relate on, a, on other levels. Yeah. Um, we've always been, of course, like close. She's my sure. sister. But it's more of a friendship now. I think growing up, it was just this is my sister. I take, I'm going to take care of her and protect her and hope right. she's doing well. Um, and it's cool to see have that relationship evolve. I even think about me and my mom. As The older I get, I act exactly like my mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly like my mom. Yeah. It's just with age, you have so many realizations about your family, mm-hmm. and how you are such a direct reflection of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I'm saying with my sister. I, I think she has picked up on a lot of my habits and, and things that she thinks and says, and she always says like, what she wants to do is be the the president, mm-hmm. and she believes it. you know like my parents have always instilled like if you say you want to do something then like just work hard and do that and she's like well what I want to do is be the president so she's getting into politics she like drove from Georgia up to D.C. for that march like she's very she was helping campaign for Stacey Abrams the black democratic Mm -hmm. uh, candidate for governor like she is very into making a change she just thinks the world is terrible and she's like I want to change it which it is fucking terrible so I hope she can change
1: it at 18 yeah but she's
2: been like this since high school like Student government in high school like she's just very she was the homecoming queen she's driven. Yeah,
0: no big deal Yeah, yeah.
2: she is better than me in every <laughs> single way, and that's what I want You That's know, I awesome want you
0: homecoming queen.
2: I wasn't but I was on homecoming court,
0: which so means what like that. the secretary? <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. You, know, like, you know you pick like the, there's like four finalists, mm-hmm. you know, I did not win. Ah, oh. but it's okay
1: All right. Well, what was high school like for you?
2: High school was fun. Um, I got voted most likely to be remembered. It's like a weird Is that a good thing right? or a bad thing? Yeah. I know, I'm like, remembered for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like um, stabbing somebody. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But I won that, so that was cool. Um, I know people talk about a high school like it should be one of the worst times ever. I loved it. Same. Yeah, I yeah. loved it. it it's f- so funny, though, because when you're in high school, everything that happens in high school is the end of the world. Oh if you have a boy drama friend drama someone is talking shit about you you're like how is my life gonna go on this is it this is stuck i'm here then now you're like who do i talk to from high school right and this didn't matter like in high None school i it. thought my high school boyfriend was for sure who i was gonna marry and we broke up i was devastated
3: I do look know at what you now going, you know yeah like- so
2: and that's one thing i would always tell my sister is this is not as big as you think You think right now there is nothing past high school. This is just the beginning, you know? Isn't it
1: the craziest thing to go to... Let's say you go to your sister's high school graduation Mm -hmm. and they have the president speak, right? Yeah. And... You are a seventeen-year-old, eighteen-year-old, and you're talking like, "Hey, we've been through so much together, and yeah. we have so much." It's like you don't know what you're talking about. Exactly, like, <laughs> it's
2: just the worst we, waste to time. Remember, we failed that math yeah. test together. Like that—that's the worst the thing worst. that happens, you know. But high school is amazing. Um, at our graduation, actually, I think a lot of things manifested for me in high school. And our class president, her name is Salam Solomon. Um, during the speech that she gave at the graduation. She's talking about like how everybody in the crowd is gonna grow up and do something, Mm -hmm. and she goes, "We may have Taylor Rooks be the next Barbara Walters because I had always known I wanted to interview people." Yeah, and then she goes, "Been Bradley Roby may be the next NFL player, and now he plays for the Broncos." You know, so it was just really cool that so many of my friends in high school we knew what we wanted to do. We set out, and we did it. And or like, was your
1: class president just like an amazing super Yeah, like, <laughs> Yes, yeah. yes. She, my, she
2: was Miss Cleo, actually. Yeah. Um, so I, I have very fond memories of high school, and and I, I think I look back on that and more so think like, you really said you were going to do some shit, and you, you went and did it.
1: So extracurricular activities?
2: Not really. I ran track.
1: Okay. Um, were you good?
2: I was straight. You know, I wasn't Jackie doing a No, Yeah, well. Um, Wait, Relay? Yeah, I did relay, and then I did 100 and 200.
1: How were you with the baton?
2: Pretty good. I mean, that's like the biggest thing you have to just be good at if you're doing the relay. (laughs) Just make sure that the baton doesn't drop. Well, what leg were you? you? I was not the anchor. I usually was like second.
3: Okay. Yeah. So like keep Uh, the lead. Yes,
1: exactly. (laughs) Just
2: just try your hardest not to mess this shit up. Um, And it was more sort of something I did because you kind of feel like you should play a sport at some point. Okay. You know? Um, But I've just always loved talking about sports more and watching sports because the sport I would want to play was football.
0: And, you know, I could not play football. Well, not with the guy from the Broncos. Yeah, exactly. Exactly right. You
2: know, he would put me in, you know, (laughs) triple coverage and I'm not catching that ball. Uh, No, he's a corner. Shout out to Bradley. He's great. Was it a big Um, high school? Fairly. Yeah, I would say in my graduating class, there was about maybe 2,000? What? Yeah, that's I would like, think. That's like a small town. Maybe, maybe I'm, like, remembering it incorrectly, but there was a lot of people. It's that's a big school. Maybe the school. No, no, no. I think. I want to do the school.
0: Oh, my God. You're it's, a a big, <laughs> it's
2: a big school. Like, when I hear people talk about their schools in small towns, it was not that for me. Like
0: okay. But so when, like, the school, the class president is like, oh, Taylor Rooks, <laughs> you know. It's, yeah. There must have been, like, 1,800 people
1: who were like, who? <laughs>
2: I think I'm, I think that the school had that many people, and my graduating class had 800. Well,
1: you, okay, you know what? That's a I lie. think that's, that's what it is. Yeah,
2: because <laughs> 2,000 I know is in the mix because I remember them saying something about the number of people in the school, and I think it's it your
1: graduation must have been five hours.
2: It was long. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's, I went to wait, a big school.
1: You're R, just like us. It's like waiting for everybody. just to Yes, like,
2: exactly. Oh and then Z feels like so <laughs> cool because they say their name. Everyone yells because yeah. it's the last yeah. person. Yeah, I remember thinking. Oh I wish my last name was a Z when everyone was cheering for the very last person. By the way
1: that day you have one job too. It's like uh shake with the right and take with the left, yeah. right? That's all Is you that do. It? Okay. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. That's how I live my life. Yes. <laughs> shake with the right. Smash shake with the right That's my too.
0: motto yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> every single day.
1: But you were in Jeff, you were in I was in National Honor Society. Honor Society, I'm, right?
0: I'm very smart.
1: No, but that meant that I you, see it. You didn't have to wait till like the R's with the like the regular R's. No, I
0: graduated uh, first.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
0: not first, first, but like, wow. yeah, first R. Yeah.
2: humble brag. Well,
0: I mean, my twin brother came before me, but <laughs> <Yeah>. like whatever. <laughs> it's just that Heather Rosenthal didn't break us up. That's what Eric is asking. Well, that no, okay,
1: because there was this girl who had no relation to us, you know, and yeah, she, she moved in from
0: Arizona, and suddenly it's like Dan Rosenthal, Heather Rosenthal, Jeff Rosenthal, and it's like. <laughs>
1: in the yearbook yeah i mean she oh. has to join
2: the family but then. luckily
0: she was a dummy and so yeah she, uh, <laughs> yeah yeah she yeah
2: <laughs> that's but wait so like what was your gpa uh i
0: had like a 90 something right yeah I, I don't know i graduated like 34th in the class
2: <laughs> jeez you guys are overachievers oh no well, that's yeah, great but
0: though. that being said oh. i didn't have maybe jeff was an overachiever <laughs> yeah yeah
2: <laughs> yes okay i get it yeah. it was wait, I what so you in my class? <laughs> what no 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 oh.
1: No, that
0: uh, would be. You had,
1: I was like, you had wait 200.
2: something 34th had, is not yeah. impressive.
0: No, I had two hundred something, two twenty.
1: I had. One and sp-
2: where would you guys go to high school?
1: Uh, just north of here, up in Westchester. Public okay. high school. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Harrison High School. Okay. So yeah, any any people listening from Rye, fuck you out there. You know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, we hold those grudges like even to That's this right. day. That's right. Go Huskies. Yes,
1: it's,
2: yeah. b- it's important to do that. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> um. Did you get your driver's license on your first try? No. Uh oh.
2: I failed the parallel parking, and it's funny because so there was this place in Georgia it was called Winder and everyone said if you go there it's the easiest test so I make my mom drive us like 45 hours to go to Winder to take this test I'm terrible at parallel parking I walk in she can tell I failed because I'm I'm like basically about to cry I'm like I didn't get my license and she's like pissed because she drove this whole way, you know um but then i went the next week and got it and it's oh, okay. fine and it doesn't matter <laughs> now i can drive right. but it's weird because i meet so many people here that do not have a license yeah like well, no in drive. New York. Has.
0: yeah no right oh, but that like, is
2: strange
0: well also like how much do you parallel park in georgia where there's True. so much space <laughs>
2: i hate that parallel parking is like a, a necessity to get your to get your license because i've done it maybe twice when i lived in chicago i parallel parked a lot Man. And I'm a master.
0: Well, know? all right. Yeah. I mean, you know, I can gr- I can <laughs> brag about I mean. my GPA, but you can
1: brag about <laughs> yeah, yeah, my parking. Yeah. And by the way, you may be a master at parallel parking, mm-hmm. but your sister's better. For sure. You know? You know? I'm sure. One hundred
2: percent. She passed on the first drive, so.
1: <laughs> so at the end of high school, where did you apply to go to school?
2: I applied to Illinois. Um my family like made me apply to Georgia, but I always knew I wanted to leave. I wanted to go where my parents went, but I also think it's very
1: Your parents went to U G A? Yeah. No, to Illinois. Oh, to Illinois.
2: Yeah. Um, but I also think that it's very necessary to leave where you're from right. at some point. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to go to UGA and it would just be the 13th grade. It was important for me to grow like outside of the surroundings that I had been in. Totally. Um, so right when I got accepted into Illinois, I was like, boom, that's the place. Um, and
1: you're and, a legacy now.
2: Yes, exactly. And, and now when I have kids, they better fucking they, go to Illinois. Oh, they better. And they'll get kicked out.
1: So Urbana Champlain <laughs>
0: is not... Chicago.
2: It is not. It's about <laughs> 2 hours away.
0: So it's like the winder of of <laughs> Illinois. Yeah. Yes, it is yeah. the
2: winder of Illinois. It is, but I mean, it's great. And all those like lists that come out every year, it's one of the top 3 party schools mm-hmm. and all that stuff. I mean, I was never party. You're in a line Never partied. Yes, I'm in a line Okay. Cuz we don't have a mascot.
1: Uh you did.
2: We were the Chiefs, but yeah. then it was like, "Hold on." <laughs> Can't be the Chiefs these days, right? Still waiting for Florida State to get theirs taken away. Oh my God! Because um, if ours is taken away, all y'all <laughs> needs to be taken away.
0: There's like a hundred schools have to get their yeah. yeah. taken away, right? Like, so, Cleveland Indians, how about yeah. that? Yeah, <laughs> Not
2: a school, although but we really should change the Redskins. Uh, it's, yeah, it is insane that they are called the Redskins. It is yeah. like even Saint
1: John's changed theirs to the Red Storm. You know when all that happened mm, in the late '90s or whatever. Yeah,
2: so. yeah. So uh,
1: so you go out there, yeah. and what do you know about the Midwest?
2: I was born in St. Louis. You were? I was born in St. Louis, but I've been in Georgia since I was six. So when people say where I'm from. Oh, I, you so know, it takes Georgia. you six
1: years to become a Georgian. Yes, Georgia. But
2: it's weird. I was born in St. Louis. We lived in Chicago. We lived in LA for a year. We moved to Georgia. So within six years, I had moved, moved, moved.
0: Wow. Yeah. Wait, what brought, so uh, was your dad's job changing a bunch, your mom, or? Yeah, dad's
2: job had been changing, and then when they decided, okay, they wanted a place permanent, they moved to Georgia, my grandparents lived in Georgia, it just seemed like the right place to be, and and we stayed. Gotcha. Um, But a lot of my family's in the Midwest, like, so my uncle played for the Cardinals, and so there's just kind of a lot of, yeah, so there's just a lot of us, well, he's my great uncle, Um, so a lot of us are there. Um, and I, I love St. Louis. I'm not really a Midwesterner unless it's Chicago, though. Mm-hmm. I love Chicago. Have you guys? You don't been? have like the Midwest yes. nice. I do. I actually think Southern nice is nicer. Well,
0: it's Southern hospitality. Yes, which is
2: yeah. really nice. Yeah, I, <laughs> I prefer the Southern people. <laughs> I think it's more of a genuine niceness. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Midwesterners are generally nice, but it's more like I'm nice because you're nice to me. Right. In the South, we're nice even if you're mean. You well, know what I, I mean? Yeah. That it feels that's like why.
0: Trump is Midwest nice then, because he's only nice to people. To those who are, who are nice, who are to, nice him. to him, and he is right. even
2: nice to them. I mean, he'll turn. Oh, on you he'll quick.
0: turn on you as oh. soon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like. Oh, first. just a, a, a weekly reminder. Um, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. We got right. that out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Okay.
1: <laughs> so you go out to the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Did you like school from the very beginning? loved it oh great i
2: really really loved it um but i knew that when i got there i had to de- kind of decide okay this is what i want to do and what am i going to do to attack that yeah and i started this sports blog it was called the online sideline really lame name but shout out to the online sideline
0: blogspot.com uh, yeah. yes exactly yeah.
2: And how no, it was on um wix
0: oh okay. wow I once so you I built saw, your own website yeah <laughs> i saw like
2: a commercial on tv for wix and i'm like that's the thing yeah (laughs) so i went and built it on wix and it just kind of consisted of interviews from people around campus managers of the basketball team just whoever i could interview about sports wow um and then
1: totally on your own totally
2: on my own so Mm -hmm.
1: did you get involved in the school newspaper or the radio station or any of that
2: i've always been a person that like wanted to do everything on my own. Yes. Not that there's anything wrong with like going to the paper and getting help, but I felt like I wanted everything to do to be like a brainchild of me. Yeah. I mm-hmm. wanted everything to be my baby. Um, you were
1: an only child for eight years. So. Yes, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: And like every single thing I've ever done, like I never got an internship through school. I never like really went to the office to do that. All the internships came from like the blog or me reaching out to people and seeing. Um, and I think that that's a mistake people make when they're in college is feeling as though college is supposed to help them. You're supposed to help yourself in exactly college. Exactly right. Because if you're just going to the place that everyone else is going, you're going to be seeing and getting the same opportunities that every other person is getting. But the point is to separate yourself from everyone, you know? A thousand percent. And I don't think people understand that. And a lot of people think that right when you graduate college, you get a job. Like that's just how it works. Right. And it isn't. <laughs> So it was just important to me to make sure that the four... I wanted to treat the four years that I was in school like I was working at... Like, Champagne was my market. And I was Mm. a beat reporter in Champagne. Yep. So that when I graduated, it didn't look like I was going to my first app. It looked like I was going to my second. Mm -hmm. Um, And that worked out well for me
1: you start your website mm-hmm. it's dedicated to sports yes there was no thought that you would go beyond sports and do just sort of general mm-hmm. news reporting
2: yeah i mean i know that right now what i want to do is sports but i always say i don't necessarily think i'm in the sports business as much as the people business mm-hmm. it's not i don't want to be a sideline reporter or an analyst i want to be somebody who interviews right you know and that just means i want to tell stories and i want to have meaningful discussions and like with Meek Mill. Right. Obviously, we talked about sports, but there's a bigger discussion to be had. Right. Totally. Um, and that is what I want to do. I want to just make sure that I have discussions that have a broader impact on like society. Totally. Um, I always tell people, like, growing up, I never was like, okay, I want to be famous. Or I want to be rich. I want to be known. I just always felt like I do all
0: those things. You, you want to be Barbara Walters, exactly.
2: But it, more than that, it was like I've always known I wanted to be significant, mm-hmm. and I think that there is a difference between those things. You know, I'm not doing it because I want people to know who I am. I want I want people to care about what I have to say and what I evoke out of other people.
1: So, what was success for you with that with that Wix page?
2: Success for me with the Wix page was just people looking at it. Like, I remember like going home and watching Oprah. But it was like the world stopped when Oprah was on because everybody was watching Oprah. And that was her power. That you had to see what she had to say that day. And Mm -hmm. you had to see what the person she was talking to said and what she got them to say. Like, it was very important to watch Oprah that day. And I've always been like, that's what I want. I want what I'm saying and doing to be necessary viewing. Mm -hmm. I want, if something happens with somebody, they want to talk to me to tell the whole world. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to let them tell that story the right way um and that's more so what i mean by significance it wasn't that oprah was famous it was that she was meaningful and powerful exactly yeah exactly like no matter what everyone for the rest of time will know who oprah was what she did and that she was the absolute queen of it Mm -hmm. she did it good she did it professionally she did it respectfully um and that to me like is success so in many ways i I don't think I'm successful right now. I don't think that I'll feel successful until I have
0: reached Finish this podcast. That. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> this actually is the definition of success for <laughs> me. I'm done. s and Y. I I quit. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think that's kind of what it's meant for me in the broader scheme.
0: What was your first interview like? Mm-hmm. Like even like going into that, because there's like this idea of like what kind of interviewer you want to be, yeah. right? So like what was the thinking behind even doing your first interview?
2: Yeah, my first like, big interview um, was with Steven Atwater. He was a safety for the Broncos. He went to high school with my dad and I'm really good friends with his sons. We all went to high school together. And I was like, okay, I need something cool on my blog. I need like a big interview. But I used to interview the way that I thought interviews were supposed to be conducted. Does that make sense? Like Now I do right. interviews the way that I interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? So when I know I'm doing this interview, I have my sister record me on the camera outside of our house in a nice dress, and I'm walking, and I'm like <laughs> walking slowly. And I'm like, today I interview Steve Atwater. You know, like, oh yeah. wow, in like that, you went
0: full out, exactly. Yeah. It's so
2: it's so like sixty minutes dramatic. Yeah. And that just isn't what it was. But I felt like that is how you were supposed to set up an interview: walking slowly in a pan, and your sister is like holding the camera. Yep. Um, and bushes are behind you. Soft And that's focus. not the setting, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. I did that A million takes Exactly Uh, No there was so many Uh, Because I felt like I was walking awkwardly (laughs) I'm like literally Looking at YouTube How do they do this
0: 100% you were definitely Walking awkwardly (laughs) Because you're thinking about it Exactly And
2: you're like Make sure I say the right thing And I'm thinking I have to add all these (laughs) stats Mm-hmm. And that's just not what it is. Right. But, so you know, I've transitioned from acting like an interviewer to just acting like myself. Right. But I remember that first interview. I felt at the time it was good. Obviously, I'm sure maybe you guys go back and listen to old podcasts. No. You're like we try not. This to. is so bad. <laughs> yeah. Why did anyone call my podcast? You know, and that's what I felt. I'm like, why did anyone hire me? Because this is terrible. Um, Because
1: I think people see potential. Yeah. You know, there's little things you can get from the early things that people are like, you know what, I like this and I like it enough to tune in for the next one Mm -hmm. and the next one. And then three years later, you're just like, oh, yeah, those first ones were... Not great. They're not great.
2: They're not great. But thanks for taking the chance on me totally. and letting me get better. Totally. Um, because that's one thing I always think about. Like Quentin Carter, who was the person that hired me at the Big Ten Network. Like he hired a 22 year old. I mean, just turned 22 mm-hmm. to go be on a national network live television every single day. And I think that's a lot of opportunities is somebody believing you and deciding they're going to take a chance on you. So I am thankful to the people that did see the potential and see the bad interview, but still think maybe there'll be a good one down the line. for sure. But
0: you were also getting like, you know, I mean, I guess we'll get to this, but like you were interviewing people like LeBron. You were interviewing, like, how did you get LeBron? And like, were you so nervous?
2: Yes. So that is a funny story. So. It's my sophomore year, and I'm still working on this blog, and I'm just like, I need to keep getting bigger name. Like, I have to do something that is gonna make this blog better. And a friend of mine named Kevin Walsh, he wanted to be like a sports agent, so we would always talk about like, what could we do to just meet more people and figure figure things out. Um, and so we're talking like, what if we went to All Star Weekend? Like, what if we get media passes to All Star Weekend? When I say we hounded the communications director of the NBA, like, <laughs> sent so many emails. I'm like, can you please credential emails. us? Oh yes. Oh, my God. I mean, sent so many. For whatever reason, she decided to credential us. Gave us credentials to All-Star Weekend. We drive to Orlando. Oh, we,
1: we were, were down, down there. there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, were you really Yeah, there?
2: yeah. Um, I was in Orlando. We drive. We of course stay the night at my house in Georgia. Get up in the morning and continue to drive. We picked up my friend Sam, and she came with us. This was the first time I had seen what like media scrum was like, like bringing all these NBA players out and people interviewing them. Everyone's doing the interviews, and I'm like, well, I don't want to go back to my blog and just have like their face, and... right? And then a million
0: microphones in front of them, like, yes. that room was crazy. By the way, yeah, but, yeah. it yeah.
2: really, really was. And so. I'm like, what do I do? So, as it's dying off, I see LeBron about to leave, and I literally just like tap him. I'm like, LeBron, can I ask you two questions on camera? And he was like, sure. (laughs) And that was the moment I said, literally just ask. And I will ask anybody anything. Right. I'm like, if LeBron said, sure same thing with Kevin Durant mm-hmm. and that was when like we became cool and that's when he's like hey I'll come to your podcast you know because it's just the power of somebody saying yes especially at that age when so many people are saying no it's like regardless of what anybody like feels about Kevin Durant thinks about him or whatever I'm always like I think he's the best person ever because right that's something that meant a lot at that time. And
1: also for you, mm-hmm. what's the worst that someone could say? No?
2: Right, exactly. And it's like, cool, you say no or whatever. I'll get a yes another time. But I've learned that that's the thing that holds people back the most is they they don't want to ask a question. Right. I promise you if I saw Barack Obama, I would ask him. Right. <laughs> and if he says no, he says no. Right. It doesn't really. It's it, That's not the worst thing in the world.
1: I remember, so growing up, I, I got two things. One is growing up, I had a friend who's... Uh, he was he was a uh, an eagle scout and mm-hmm. for like whatever ceremony his mother he was
2: an eagle scout he just doesn't want to tell us no
0: no 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 they don't let you he's, for, like, for he's, sure he's like, not. like
2: my friend that was an eagle scout <laughs> yeah. no
1: and I'll, and I'll explain why you'll be like oh yeah definitely not uh my friend's mother sent a letter to the pope asking if he would come to the ceremony and uh, was rejected, but the mother saved that note of the rejection, right? That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, second thing is I took a course in college and the point was to get a budget from a from a film and you mm-hmm. want to go through all the things from the from the pre-production all the way to ancillary rights to figure out how a movie is made. And people did zero work, including myself. And our professor was like, reach out to people. What's the worst they'll say, no? Mm-hmm. And I took that to heart. And I came back with the Fast and Furious budget because i called up i literally called up neil moritz neil moritz was like hey thanks for showing initiative you sound like you're bright and know what you're talking about so yes i'm gonna put you in touch with everyone and they will give you a physical copy of the budget and i went in and
0: then uh, a long story short you uh that's how you end up with kanye west
1: (laughs) that is no like really No, i promise you that that is wait what yeah the long story short is that uh, I had this drive like you do, mm-hmm. and I wanted to work with Kanye West when he was just producing out of Chicago and had we a still liked him, and when we still liked him <laughs> and had a and he had a, a film company in Chicago with Don C and John Monopoly called Hustle Film, and our other brother Dan and I went down to Asbury Park, New Jersey, waited outside, met Kanye and all of them. Don C took a liking to me, John Monopoly, and uh, less than a year later, I'm out of the Grammys with Kanye West as his videographer. Anyway, there's more to That's that. That's insane, but it's no, it's very insane. But, and yeah, it's all because insane. you asked a question. Yes, all because I wasn't afraid to hear no back. Yes, because somebody else will say yes. Mm-hmm. But the point is that that these guys said yes to you, mm-hmm. and now you got those names in your back now, pocket. Now I had it
2: on a reel. You Amazing. know, and you know, because you want to have a reel for whatever reason, like makes you stand out. And the fact that I was. At that age, I was I was 19, and I had like interviews with LeBron and Kobe and like Kevin Durant on a reel. Um,
1: and by the way, maybe that's why the Big Ten is just like, oh yeah, no, we want to.
2: Yeah, we'll see. So. I had the blog and had all of, you know, the people on it with the interviews. And that year Fox Sports called me and said, hey, we want you to work for us, your junior and senior year. So I was working for Fox Sports and Scout.com. Doing what? Covering like Illinois football, basketball and recruiting. Yeah. Was the online
0: um, sideline just gathering dust? You know, sadly, <laughs> yes. All, all the loyal I always viewers? say I wish
2: I kept it up. Mm-hmm. I really, really do. Just because it's something that is like a relic, you know, like totally. this was the beginning or right. whatever. Um, is but there so, an
0: online sideline hive?
2: Oh sadly no. <laughs> maybe they honestly maybe they miss me. They're like what it's funny because on Wix it would always show you, okay, what countries are looking. Yeah, yeah. Well, probably it's filming just like somehow got there, but I would always have all these people in Russia. I'm like fans in yeah. Russia, you yeah. know? Yeah. <laughs> like, looking at that line, but you're like no. spring
1: break in Moscow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> Yes, yeah. and they'll recognize me as I walk down yeah, the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that went way. But I worked for them my junior and senior year, and that was that was to me the most pivotal part because you know I'm at every Illinois football game, every Illinois Boston game. With recruiting, I was literally breaking news. I was breaking where recruits were going when they had visits, what the coaches said why they weren't going to go to this school. So I was creating news, and I think with that all was due a really respect to
1: your professors, your class, and your legacy at mm-hmm. the University of Illinois, how much did you learn? by doing rather than just sitting in a class?
2: It's funny, like, sitting in the class was beneficial to me because I saw a lot of the things I didn't want to do. You know, so, for example, whenever we would have an assignment, like, that you had to do a package, I'd always want to do it on sports. And my professor was always like, no, you need to do news because you don't know if you're going to do sports. And I would always look at him and say, no, I know I'm going to do sports. (laughs) And I know I'm not going to do news, so I don't want to do a news story because I'm telling you I'm not going to be a
0: news anchor. Yeah, we already <laughs> saw you walking slowly. Like, it's That's yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: it's yeah, exactly. yeah. Like, yeah. Is this what I'm going to do? <laughs> I ain't going to be doing the camera pan. <laughs> it's not in the cards for me. Um, but that is the thing. Like, I I think it's very important to have experiences you don't agree with. It's like to figure out the ones that you do. So what are some moments. of
1: those stories you did?
2: Um, like, I did one on Bruce Weber, who was the coach. Yeah. Um, I had interviewed my uncle once um, mm-hmm. for a paper. Um, I would interview, like fans about the climate of like sports. Like if they were bad, I would do a package on the school spirit around, you know? Or like if there was a firing, I would do a story on that and and different things like that. Um, But the other thing that is so weird, I think it's not even just with journalism, it's just the education system and college in general, is my professor would always say, okay, so you guys are going to graduate. I'm going to help you guys put together a reel that you can send to local stations because that's just what happens. You graduate, you go to a local station, and you kind of trying to work your way up. Mm -hmm. He's telling everyone, you will most likely start in a place like Idaho or a very small market, but that's okay. That's what everyone does. You'll eventually get to New York or LA. And I'm always thinking like, because everyone does that, why do we have to? Like, I'm not going to start in Ames, Iowa because I don't want to live in Ames, Iowa. Mm -hmm. And it's like, But students feel like they have to take a path that just because everyone else has taken the path. Right. And I just never felt that way. And my first job was a national network. And I think a lot of that was because I knew that it didn't have to be a local just because you told me that's what everyone had done. Right. Um, and I just wish students and people in general realize that they have no limits and what someone else did has nothing to do with you. Yep. But we as people just tend to look at other people's paths and say, this is how they did it. This is most likely what will happen for me. But you're holding yourself back if you're defining your circumstance by other people's circumstance right but I, I think we do that all the time
1: so did you send your reel to anywhere that you knew you didn't want to go
2: yeah so i still did that as yeah. a backup yeah, yeah, you know yeah. um it's funny so i would google so for example we have like the um the markets there's like i think 180 i think um and i would google like okay abc boston mm-hmm I would find one person's email at that station and then just like keep changing the email. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. Yo, so like I'm, you do
0: like the the period, you do the underscore, you do like. Yeah, yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I
2: would, but I would look up ABC, NBC, CBS and Fox for literally all all 180 markets wow and find the news director so i mean i sent thousands of emails
1: by the yeah. way it's so crazy because we okay, do the same thing we live yeah. in we live in like our own world right mm-hmm. and but also you do a million of these episodes you think you hear every story we have finally spoken to somebody who we're like looking in a mirror right now like yeah. we have we have been down your path for but, sure but yeah so you send all these emails yeah, and, and you get one back by the way yeah you get one back or yeah. if
2: people like Great reel. We don't have any openings, you know. But I'm like, I'm just gonna keep sending, and like maybe one will hit.
1: But that, but whatever you get back feels like a win.
2: For sure. You know, whenever someone emails you back, it's a win.
1: Yeah, supposed right. To yeah. a bounce back. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Bounce backs do not feel like a win. No.
1: But by the way, you see that that one? It's like one new email. It's like, ooh, check it, and then it's like, oh. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mailer
1: Damon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah. Yes. For sure, it's like this could not be delivered to a recipient. Yeah. Um. I, yeah. You get so many of those. It's just it's so funny. Like looking back, thinking about it, like, just like those things that you have to do to just like get a chance somewhere um and they're I all very
0: necessary that's a reality yeah, you didn't us, even you
2: know? get it
1: yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were like eh, mediocre
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious
1: so you
0: you we don't have any spots open <laughs> so
1: you you cross the stage at graduation yes. and how immediately do you go to work
2: so I had no job.
1: No job. So
2: when I was a senior, though, like I had I had agents reaching out to me saying like, OK, we really want to work with you. You've- we've seen your work like sign with us. You want to start looking for jobs. Um, but I knew that summer in Champaign, I was still working. I was still going to cover Illinois football and basketball for Fox Sports. And then I was supposed to move back home in August when my lease was up and when the internship was yep. done. So I have no job. So I don't know what I'm doing. My agents, of course, are looking at some things. There was like a a high school sports channel in Georgia that was interested. I'm like, oh, okay, like no, but I'd do it if I don't have a job. Right. Um. So then August rolls around. We're getting down to the wire. You know, I don't have a job, and me and my friends decide, okay, the last thing we want to do before we you know are done is go to OVO Fest. So we go to Toronto for drive OVO Fest. Yeah, drive up in from. Illinois, it's not that far. Okay. It was, oh. It's maybe like six hours. Okay. Oh, yeah. Bad. yeah. Um, so we drove up there, had a fun time. On the way back from Toronto, literally, we had just passed like, um, it's not called customs if you're in, like the border. Yeah, where there's yeah. I get a call from the Big Ten Network and they're like, we have a full time position here that we want you to come fill. I was about to move back to Georgia three days after I got back.
1: You're in the car.
2: In the car with my friend Rob, Jordan, and Drew.
1: And you're answering a number that you don't have.
2: I have Quentin's number. So oh, okay. I have gotcha. Quentin's okay. number. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering why it's calling. he's calling. Like, okay, <laughs> yeah. maybe like there's just a game he wants me to cover.
0: He's like, no. Or he like <laughs> wants to hear how OVO Festival Exactly. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I saw you were yeah. there as Drake yeah. is good
2: and person? what he bring yeah. out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But literally three days before I was going to move home, I got it.
1: And you said, you said yes. I
2: said, oh, of course. Yeah. I was yeah. like, well, let me call my agent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's here, and like that's why, like, I know people like to sound cool and be like, uh, oh, luck is not a real thing. And in many ways, you create your luck, you did. but luck is is a thing in the terms of like what the word is right. well, you know
1: let's go back like 10 minutes you put yourself in a position you for interviewed sure. lebron you interviewed kd i had you... to be
2: prepared to be lucky yeah, yeah you yeah, know yeah, yeah. but it's like there is such a mix of you know hard work preparation timing and i think that all of that can kind of encapsulate the luck. yeah um
1: so big 10 network
2: yeah big Ten network. so that was my very first job and i was there for two years and
1: where were you based out of
2: chicago okay yeah which i love summer in chicago's the best.
1: Yeah. Ever. So actual Chicago. Actual Chicago. Not, not two hours yeah. from and, uh, Chicago. Yeah.
2: lived right in downtown Chicago. Wow. Um, it was amazing. Yeah. And I mean, more than that, it was just crazy. Like, first, like, I'm out of school and I'm making, like, six figures. Right. Like, you don't think that's going to happen. And I'm like, what am I going to do with all this money yeah you know yeah um so i had so you like, blew it all on drugs yeah and <laughs> i blew it all on drugs um but it was cool you know i have like a high rise in chicago and it's like you're so young but it's like you just don't you don't think that that's how things are gonna happen and then what right. you do it's like
0: wow well let me ask you a question how did that affect um and this may this may have affected your friendships in no way but like mm-hmm. that you are at this level and then all your friends are, like, struggling to get jobs out of college mm-hmm. and all that stuff.
2: I mean, luckily, all of my friends have always been so incredibly supportive. Like, and all my friends are also so different. Like, my best friend from college, her name is Jordan. She's married. You know, she is probably going to have a child soon. You know, like, she's clearly just in a different place in life <laughs> than yeah. I am. Mm-hmm. Um, So I don't have any friend that is, like, Wants to do what I do, and in, in that sense, like there was no friend in college that was like, "Dang, she got this job right away, and I'm stuck." It was like their path was their path, and they were working on that.
0: Right, but even um, as like a lifestyle change, right? Yeah. like that's what I'm. I'm I think like I'm everyone
2: has like really tiny apartments. Yeah, and they come to mine, and they're like, "You have floor to ceiling windows." You yeah, know? right. Yeah, um, but no, that just meant like everyone was at my house. Oh, you know what yep, I mean? Yeah. Like, um, but it, it it is definitely weird. I think the The weirder things like people from high school Mm -hmm. that are like, you know, because anywhere that you're from, if people are still there, it's like disappointing for them to see that you're not there anymore. Right. right. So I think you experience that a lot more with high school. And that's why I say it's important to leave.
0: It's the same thing as, you know, you see your sister as a six year old. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) They see you as. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: And it's like they, in a lot of ways, I feel like they think that Gwinnett is it for them. Mm hmm. But I don't think it is. I think that you make that decision for it to be it for you.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but I just didn't want it to
1: be it for me. So High Rise Taylor yeah. is <laughs> is cooking for herself or? Let me tell you. Okay.
2: High Rise Taylor, Low Rise hair <laughs> Studio Taylor, don't cook. So, <laughs> so no, she was not. She was grub-hubbing and she was out to eat. Oh my God. Uh, no, oh. there is...
1: <laughs> that's where the money I went I have yeah. many
2: flaws and yeah. yeah. so that is one <laughs> I will do like I can make like baked salmon or baked chicken okay alright but it's like one of those things I make the entrees I'm not making sides okay you know? like, yeah. I'm not making meals
1: right you'll host Thanksgiving dinner you're not gonna yeah, no, cook exactly, Thanksgiving dinner okay. exactly so yeah. no cooking okay. doesn't
2: <laughs> happen no matter what type of residence I am in <laughs> uh,
1: did you enjoy your job straight out of college
2: I did um I have absolutely nothing bad to say about anyone at the Big Ten Network. It was an honor to be there. I'm so thankful they gave me that chance. Everybody wanted me to get better. I had to leave, though, because I wasn't doing what I feel like I was supposed to be doing. I didn't think that I was supposed to be on a live show and come on three times a show for a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't want to be like the ornament of the show.
3: Right.
2: As much as I loved the job and experiences that I had and the fact that I was getting so many reps... I wasn't coming into my own as a journalist right and you know like sometimes like treading water feels like you're drowning and like that's what I felt like at the Big Ten Network was that I needed to be able to have more control over my stories talk about the things that I wanted to talk about say what I wanted to say and that's not necessarily what you do at a place like that especially in the role that I was in mm-hmm. and when I was deciding okay do you want to stay at the Big Ten Network another year or do you want to go to New York a really good friend of mine said, you have to think, okay, if you put ego and money aside, which place is going to make you better in two years? And I knew that it was SNY. So I decided, okay, I'm going to go to New York. Wow. Yeah, and I I think that it was very important for him to say if you put ego and money aside because I'm thinking, okay, like, is it a downgrade if I go from, like, a national network to a regional one? Like, are people going to think that I couldn't be on national TV anymore, you know? And that was a big part of... I think me being like maybe nervous about deciding to come to New York But he was right. It's like that stuff isn't what's gonna matter. It's okay What is gonna set you up for the next thing? Yeah, right and that was coming here and I'm feel like i most Definitely made the right decision in for that. for
1: sure. How good were you right away at handling traffic in your ear? <laughs> oh, that's a good question.
2: It is a very good question, but weirdly fine like Everything that has come with journalism I didn't struggle with. Like I never struggled with a teleprompter. Mm-hmm. I never struggled with someone telling me what to do with my ear. Like I never struggled with things changing on the fly. Mm-hmm. I just think I'm I'm naturally fine with those things. Like when you I'll meet people who are really good at math. Right. I fucking suck at math. I mean like I use my fingers Another to flaw. count. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. I use my fingers to count. I'm you need to use a calculator, but you know how they say, I mean like it's just it's how my mind works. I'm good at math. Right. That's how I think I am with things in television like it's just how my mind works
1: so when you were studying in college Mm -hmm. and you needed yeah you had had an exam that was coming up you were studying for it Mm -hmm. could you have music playing in the background and still concentrate on what you're reading
2: yeah i could i definitely could do that i just wouldn't play music you know you know i wasn't trying to test my (laughs) savant like abilities (laughs) um i'm fine with like chaos going on and still being able to like thrive in that environment
1: that's amazing so yeah. you come to new york mm-hmm. were you working at the studio that was on 51st yes so okay we, we
2: were at that floor level studio and then we moved to world trade center in march right of l- last year yeah right so wait was march this year no it was mars last, last year, year? Yes, yes okay
1: okay but <laughs> it, I, my years run together clearly <laughs> but it, but but at some point you were on street level and you're dealing with like people on the and like on yelling 6th Avenue. and
2: putting their hands up but yeah. like
1: is that is that wild?
2: I loved that studio. That yeah. is the one, like, World Trade Center is better in every way. Except sure. I loved that, that street-level studio felt like New York.
1: Right. You know, you yeah. had
2: the people. You had the madness, and I definitely missed that aspect it's of in the,
1: it. It's in the mold of, like, what the Today Show did. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For so. sure.
2: So that, that was great, but, yeah, like... I like situations like that where you have to just like get the job done no matter yep. what is what is going on
1: around yeah. you. So SNY is a re- is a regional network. Mm-hmm. It is the home of the Mets. And and
2: I hate baseball.
1: Hate baseball.
2: It's gotten better now <laughs> because I cover it so much. Right. Um, but <laughs> I do not love it. Like I'm a football, basketball person. I think it's
1: and track, yeah. And
2: track. I will say though, <laughs> baseball kind of has a bad rap. Like I came into it being like, this is so boring, I can't stand it. But it actually is fun. Like some aspects of it are fun. I think it's so cool if someone gets a home run, or there's like a cool double play, or there's a walk off. That is cool. It's just not the thing that I.
1: You're not here for the uh, strategic, like yeah, pick you know, yes. off yeah. Moves, like, yeah. Or, like, yeah, yeah, or yeah. how yeah.
2: people love, like, bat- oh my God, they had a no hitter. I'm like okay yeah they did but it wasn't even fun to watch like you
1: you don't care if if you know someone's gonna bat the pitcher eighth instead of ninth that really doesn't blow your mind
2: exactly (laughs) i don't care like if the reliever comes in and saves the game like it's just not my thing but i have a new appreciation for it for sure yeah have you Um, told
0: great uncle lou That you think it's a garbage sport. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he
2: knows I don't love baseball. I mean, I like the Cardinals. So when I was on my team, whether I say the Cardinals, right. I love yeah. Busch Stadium. I think it's the, the best baseball stadium. Um, but- are you
0: sponsored by Bush? <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> plug the Bush plug. Yeah. Um, but no, it's just not my. It's not my thing. Are
1: you are you jaded by sports because you're able to go and you know a, you know that it, it has become a job rather than like not at all. Okay, good.
2: I am not jaded by sports. But I was actually talking about this on my podcast with Dion Waiters. It's that I'm more jaded about people, meaning, you know, you grow up with sports and you think that all these people are like heroes and they're amazing. And every single person, it's like teams are a family and you just have this idea of like what every person is like. And all of those ideas are positive and amazing. And when you meet them, they're going to be everything you thought they would be. And in a lot of ways, I wish you don't meet the people that you look up to Hmm. um, because you want them to keep that aura of like mystique and that aura of greatness all the time. Um, But, you know, great men aren't always good men, Mm -hmm. but I think that we feel as though they are. And so I just don't think that it's good for people to like lose their mystique and when you're around them all the time the mystique is gone you know too much about them sure and i think that's also something that has happened with social media in a lot of ways is it used to be like seeing the loch ness monster if you saw michael jordan you know if there was lebron james and no social media if you saw lebron it would be a huge deal right but we know everything that happens in everybody's life all the time so it's not as like, Hollywood isn't this secret society. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just a thing. Yeah. You know? Like, it used to be, like, the days of Marilyn Monroe. It was, like, she was a unicorn if yeah, you saw yeah, her. Yeah. And you there wasn't a picture you could take to prove it. Right. But it was you saw her, and it was a big deal. Right. But famous people and these great people are no longer that because it seems like they're so accessible.
1: And, by the way, this is why the Kanye shit hurts so much. It's yeah. It's because, like, you know. Yeah, you pull out the curtain, and
0: you find out, oh, I thought that he was this great thinker mm-hmm. and it turns out all the thoughts are about himself. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly.
2: Right. But it, you wouldn't know that if this was, what, 20 years ago?
1: But I, but I do want to well, say... with Kanye, I think he probably would have been <laughs> he was, he enough. would have found yeah. a way. Yeah. <laughs> I do want to say, though, for the very, very most part, our experience with, like, our... Musical heroes has been very good. Like I think yeah. we've been lucky to have not been let down by for sure. So many. But I do think yeah, that like yeah. we we curated very well, right? Like we 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 bring in people over
0: here that we respect. I, I agree. Mm, as I opposed agree. to being like, let's just get the hottest person of the month. That's right. fair. That's yeah, fair.
2: and it's not even like I haven't had like some terrible experience with anyone. It's just the fact that you realize they're mortal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm more That you could
0: kill them. Yeah, exactly.
2: (laughs) It's like when you're young and you love sports so much, you just think that they're not a human. Right. right? But then you're like, well, they are a human. Right. Dang, I didn't want them to be a human. (laughs) You know what I mean? And so that's more so what I think has been the thing that has... I'm not jaded by the job. It's Mm -hmm. just like realizing that people are people and they have flaws and all those things. And I realized that very early on.
1: What is the best sporting event that has... Been a a perk of your job to attend.
2: Mm. Good question.
0: Was it when we all did Home Run Derby at City (laughs) Field? Oh, yes.
2: Definitely. (laughs) Who won that, by the way? Raven was Uh, close, right?
0: No. That's very generous of Uh, you. I I believe. Oh, no. Shout out, Raven. It was was, uh, Russ Bankston came in second. I came in third, and it was the um, lacrosse player. The lacrosse player
1: came in first.
2: Which it's like it really is. He allowed to participate. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no,
1: he was a ringer. No, this is unfair. Yeah, he's a giant of a man.
2: Exactly. So. Um, no, I don't know. I would probably say the Big Ten championship. Because hmm. um, it was when like, Ohio State beat Wisconsin fifty-nine, nothing. Yeah, and
0: a no hitter. Insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: See, now that's the type of no hitter I want to watch. It's <laughs> exciting. Uh, yeah, they won fifty nine nothing. Shouldn't
1: you hate both of those teams as an as an Illini alumna?
2: But this is the thing. People are always like, <laughs> "What do you think about Illini sports?" I was never a fan. I was always covering the team, so I don't have that intense. Wow. Like, fandom. Right. Because I always had to just be writing about the game. I never went to a game as not a...
1: This is what you should right. say when, when <laughs> University of Illinois hits you up and is like, hey, can you make a donation? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm like, uh, I didn't really go there. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. talked yeah. about <laughs> um, But that was really cool because then they went and won the National Championship. It's yeah. an inaugural year. And that was just... That was probably my best year in sports just because I saw something that was literally historic. Yeah. And it was it was a lot, a lot of fun to cover.
1: So how did the podcast come about?
2: I was sitting in a room during the summer, bored, and said, I need to start a podcast. <laughs> literally. <laughs> all, right, all right, Literally. It was because it at the Big Ten Network in the summer, you weren't working mm-hmm. because there's not college sports and there's not necessarily programming. And I felt like I need to be doing something so that it doesn't seem like I'm doing nothing. Right. So I started the podcast. Um my, it's funny. My very first guest on the podcast was Tyrod Taylor. Mm-hmm. Um, I have this like little blue mic. I think they're called, and you record it through your computer. Mm-hmm. You record it through Skype. Okay. Because there's something about the sound quality in Skype, pixel and Skype picks up the blue mic. It sounds good. Whatever. I thought it, the only reason you use Skype was because it was plugged to the computer, and Tyrod didn't have Skype, so I was like, you know what? I can just use FaceTime. We record the whole podcast. You can't hear anything. <laughs> no. You can't hear anything. <laughs> but I had already said like Tyrod was going to be on the show. I had had people send in questions. The next day I called Tyrod and I'm like, I know this sounds terrible, <laughs> but it didn't record. We have to do like a whole new podcast. And, and he, he was, agreed.
1: He was like, didn't you go to school for yeah. journalism? Yeah, he yeah. was
2: like, it's okay. We'll do it again.
1: Amazing. Yeah.
2: And so like that helped Thankfully, uh, by the so, way,
1: the worst thing that could have happened would have been if you said no, exactly, yeah.
2: exactly. But he was so nice and just did it again. But obviously we talked about totally different things. So I right. feel like robotic. Yeah. Um, Tyrod was my first cat, first podcast guest. And then my second podcast guest was Snoop Dogg. Pretty good. Yeah. So I was like, I need people to be like, I want to listen to this podcast. Yeah. Um, so it worked out, but seriously, this was all at, at that time. I was living with my boyfriend in Chapel Hill, my ex-boyfriend now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. living with him in Chapel Hill, from like the whole summer And that's what I was doing
1: Wow Yeah Was it something that you Thought you would continue Once you moved to New York?
2: Yes Um. But I got here And I waited like maybe six months Just to get acclimated And to figure out how it would work And I just picked that up And so for that relaunch Victor Cruz was my first guest
1: Again pretty good Yeah so yeah. it was
2: good I, I've been very very fortunate With my guests And um, just always wanting to Kind of raise the bar With the next guest Right I hope I can have more women On the podcast mm-hmm um people always say it's like i've also only had black people on the podcast (laughs) so i like to diversify in that way Mm -hmm. as well i mean i had annis Cantor, right um but yeah so like i just want to keep on bringing it to to a different level but
1: can you talk about the difference between doing something like a podcast which may be more personal um yeah rather than being on one side of the television screen
2: I tell everyone I did not feel fulfilled doing this job until I started the podcast. It's the only thing that makes me feel fulfilled in journalism. Like I'm doing something that matters and that I care about. Like I just, I don't want to be somebody that you turn on the TV and they just relay the news to you. Mm -hmm. I want to evoke emotion and feeling out of people and the person I'm interviewing. And you can only do that in that setting. Mm -hmm. And I, I, there's so many things about TV that I, I don't like now. Like, for example, if on a television show, yeah. definitely. <laughs> but that's why you have DVR. Yeah. Um, when you're watching a show and they have a guest, what well, you talk to the guest for like five to ten minutes, and you move on to the next thing, I miss shows like Oprah, mm-hmm. where it's a long form interview. You're the guest of the day. I'm sure. gonna talk to you for a long time, and we're gonna figure this shit out. Yeah. yeah. That I wish TV would go back to. And that's why things like podcasts are so great, and that's why I love having that just like that one-on-one conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just want to one day have it go back to that. So I don't, I don't feel anything if I just go on and tell you the highlight and that the Mets won, and this is what Odell Beckham Jr. said today. Right. It has to be something that's more personal. Mm -hmm. And even if it's not something deep, like the Michael Beasley interview where he's talking about his brain and that whole crazy thing, like that wasn't a deep conversation. But it was you seeing like an athlete be normal. Right. And that's what I try to do is like, I want people to realize this is just a conversation that they're having in a room with someone they're talking to. Yeah, they everything are Everything doesn't people. have to be, right. Everything doesn't have to be so like serious all the time. And like, I don't care about your free throw percentage, you know? I care about all that other stuff. And right. I try to make sure the podcast isn't focused on that.
0: I feel like the first time we actually got to hang out, mm-hmm. well, the first time we met, was at a barbecue that our friend uh cam had done up in harlem yeah Mm -hmm.
2: it was too hot too hot
0: (laughs) yeah like way too hot yeah way too hot but like how did you end up in the same circles as as us
2: yeah so it started scotty bean Mm
0: -hmm.
2: was getting like it wasn't like she there was an event that was centered around her and so i went to go support scotty Mm -hmm. um and that's when i met raven Mm -hmm. and me and raven just became super close but that day that i met raven Low was there Cam was there Carl was there Like just everyone was there It was all of
1: DJ Palooza yeah. Yes yeah. exactly And this yeah.
2: was maybe like My third month in New York Wow So They were my first people That I feel like were my friends mm-hmm. You know what I mean And you um, knew
0: Diani through what
2: I knew Dianne Actually through social media We okay. had followed each other for a while Um, And then when I moved to New York It was like Oh my god let's see each yeah. other You know um, and then, yeah, we just all became friends, and I love them, and they're the best. I still have not gone to a do say palooza. Really, what has yeah. stopped you? Every time they have you one, can't I'm wearing <laughs> Yeah. <I did>. <laughs> <laughs> Every single time they have one, I'm wearing I have gone to trap karaoke though, and I did karaoke while I
0: was What would you perform? Yeah,
2: I wanted to do Killing Me Softly, yeah, uh huh, but low gave it to someone else. Like, damn, yeah, I was Are you like, still like friends don't let do- anyone, yeah. I, I shouldn't be, <laughs> you're right, because yeah. right. that's unforgivable, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, did but you then, have a backup? Yeah, I did Keisha Cole. It go oh all right, right.
1: Oh, wow yeah, all right so you were who hurt you <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> oh how much time do you have wait are how those time do are you those have?
1: your go-to's whenever you go to karaoke period
2: no like if i'm going to have fun and just like be crazy i would do like a whitney okay mm-hmm. um i never do beyonce I and mean, people love doing beyonce karaoke that's what i do right like whitney lauren are more like that's that's where i live you're
1: not gonna rap anything no. Okay.
2: Because <laughs> I want to get crazy and like flip my hand, feel like I'm into it. Yeah. Uh, so I, I stay in that ballpark for sure. All right.
1: Sure. Um, what
0: we do, yes, mm-hmm. is. You guys,
2: do you guys do it together? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah,
0: yeah. Um, we don't do everything together, but right. we do do uh, this one karaoke song together, which is Tony Braxton's Unbreak, Unbreak My Your Heart, Heart. Yeah. and
1: Kill It.
2: Do you do the, like, the very oh, oh, low? Oh, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, yeah. Yeah. let, me hear, sam- vocal, right?
0: let
2: <laughs> me hear a sample. It's the same vocal range. Let me hear a sample. No,
1: no, we'll do it. We'll do it for you when we go to karaoke. <laughs> yeah. But we did do it. There was actually, you uh, know, remember Brown? Yes. Yeah, yes. so Rem had and he hates karaoke. Mm-hmm. Okay. And decided that he finally wanted to do a karaoke birthday party, but only at this place in Brooklyn. Okay. Which is this couple's house. Yeah. It's like it <laughs> Yeah. Right, right? Okay.
2: Wait, wait, and couple's house is not the name of the bar. It's no, no, literally no. a couple's house. It's
1: Correct. A couple, like a his name is yeah. I forget. I don't know. But it, yeah. it is it's a it's a uh pair of former karaoke DJs from the city who bought a place in Williamsburg and turned their home into a karaoke spot. So it's, I forget what the name is. Uh, Lions Roar, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's this spot. They have uh, like, you know, the, the TV, they have like the whole
0: setup, all yeah. of it, but they like run it, you know there will be like groups of like 30 people yeah. coming in all day and night
1: so it's 30 that people is max really cool so if you're going to invite your 30 friends yeah. and know that it's only 30 friends you want to pick the people who are going to have the most fun and are not going to just sit there and not do karaoke yes. right so these were 30 people who were going to kill it that night and so, of course, we had to break out Tony yeah, Braxton Tony and body it. it yeah. Is
2: there video footage?
1: Uh, yes, I think there so. Yeah yeah, 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 Sure, yeah.
2: You're yeah. very proud of this whole rendition, you guys.
1: When, did. Well, when you're a
0: star, this is how we got to the Grammys. <laughs> that's right. That's right.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> we were supposed to reform, but just something <laughs> happened during sound check, and it just didn't work out. Yeah, they you had know. to do
0: memorial instead. That's right.
2: Yes, I, but I love. I think it's so fun. It it's is so fun. Yeah. Totally. I, I'm so into it.
0: Well, what is your drink of choice?
2: Okay, I'm gonna sound so cology for this, and I'm aware because whenever I order, all my friends are like, "Really?"
1: Long Island ice Tea. Oh,
2: I still do like a pineapple Malibu.
1: Okay, okay, all right. which
2: is so <laughs> Yeah, but I am not like some sophisticated drinker. Like I don't drink red wine.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I don't say on the rocks. I'm just, and, and you don't cook
1: your own food. I do. Yeah. Get over but it, everyone. Right? Yeah. These kid. are your flaws. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. I'll say to the bartender. Can you just make something fruity for me? Yeah. I hate the taste of alcohol. I really yeah. do. But I like alcohol. Okay. <laughs> I don't like to taste it though. Just get me there.
1: <laughs> so do your parents have some sort of TV package that they can watch you regularly?
2: Yes. Um, more importantly, my parents, my grandma. Like, yeah? She watches it religiously. She makes me send me our schedules. She we' not know exactly what I'm going to be on. Does grandma she send takes notes? She photos of it every day. Mm-hmm. She'll be like... Your hair's gotten longer. I don't like that dress, you. Know? Oh. Um, <laughs> these are all really, like
1: very like constructive notes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Yo, grandmas can get real honest. 100%. Yeah. My
2: my grandma of the past. Yeah. Um she would be like that dress is too low cut. Mm. I'm not going to watch until you change that dress. <laughs> Wait, Literally. they wanted you to
0: raise the hem?
2: No like She felt like it was no,
0: too, too low cut like Too low cut Yeah She was like, I thought my, she was saying You were like dressed Like very puritanical
2: Like my grandma Mary was very like Why are you wearing that? You know She probably <laughs> wore like A turtleneck You know <laughs> yeah. she, she was the best But so <laughs> Grandmas are just Like that Yeah, yeah. Um, Since so It's funny like She always take a picture Of the TV And send it to me Like I don't know what I look like on on TV or something, but it's cute. Like she just. Loves That's so watching. nice,
1: though. Yeah,
2: yeah. So my my mom though was like, "If you don't start sending me this schedule, I'm gonna cut off SNY because it cost me extra money to get it." I'm wow. like, "Okay, I'll start sending it to you so that you know when you can watch whatever." But or are they so-
1: asking you to pay the cable bill. Exactly, yeah, you know? I like, But she's
2: a loyal podcast listener. That's she Loves dope. when I, whenever I have a podcast, she listens to it like twice.
1: Is she gonna listen to this one? Uh, probably. Can you shout no, her out? Seriously, yeah. shout
2: out, mom. <laughs> I know you're listening. <laughs> Wondering why I'm embarrassing you right now. Oh. My mom is so extra. Like, her birthday was in January.
0: Okay. And we're still celebrating. Happy right belated. Now,
2: literally. literally <laughs> she felt like she needed to have a party so that everyone could make it. So her party is in two weeks. I have to go back to Georgia for her January what? birthday party. Because she didn't have one in January. So she's
0: doing a half birthday. Happy. I guess.
2: Yeah. But it's still It's a like ha- a
1: biannual birthday. Or is it happy early birthday? Yeah. yeah she yeah. was like,
2: I need, I want everyone to be able to come to the party. So sure. we're just celebrating it in January. Are you going to have t-shirts? <laughs> no, she wanted to, but she's having a casino night. It's gonna be fun.
1: Oh, that's I, gonna be I'm great.
2: excited about it. It's just so like.
1: Extra. Wait, her side of the family is the one who has fun and gets crazy, or that's no, your dad's side. No, the dad's side okay. is extra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. dad's yeah. side's extra.
2: Like, yeah, 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 yeah. mom's side's more. I would, I would say they're more chill. For Doesn't sure.
0: sound like it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like they want family reunions to be like in St. Louis, which no one wants a family reunion in St. Louis. No, they
0: what gotta it's be a... in like Bermuda. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like they're just more like. I want to do the thing that's most convenient uh-huh. versus the thing that's more fun. Yeah, yeah You right, know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Yeah. So that's what you do with that side. But it, it, her party will be fun.
1: Okay. A fish so,
2: fry and casino ooh. night, I think. She oh. just blended those two things. Casino night yeah. Yeah, and fish I don't
1: fry. Know. <laughs> I don't, I'm kind of with it. i don't. don't exactly. great.
2: It'll be good.
3: Right? Yeah.
1: For sure. SNY has been a lot of fun. Have there been any moments where they've called you up in the middle of the night and needed you to like sub for somebody?
2: No. No. Well, that's cool. Luckily, that has not happened.
0: Um, or your agent is just screening the call. <laughs> yeah. Not saying it to
2: me. No, because like here, whenever something happens, New York, the New York market is fairly good about making sure it happens at a convenient time. Like, if I'm going to hire David Fisdale, I'm going to do it so that everyone can make it to the press conference. Mm-hmm. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Um, there's never, like, some crazy emergency at night. Gotcha. But the thing about SNY is, so the show comes on at 11, but you don't get to leave SNY until one thirty, mm-hmm. And that's because you have to make sure nothing happens before you leave. Right. Because if something happens, you have to redo that part of the show because it re-airs in the morning.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. You know?
2: Um,
1: but there hasn't been, like, like, a Tiger Woods moment where it's just something, like, outside of... sort of sports realm Mm -hmm. but still has something to do with someone in sports and it's like oh we have to report on this
2: like i wasn't working this night or there but i remember like one of my colleagues was telling me like when muhammad ali died yeah Mm -hmm. they had to stay much later right because it had to make it in the show but then they also had to keep making sure like a, it happened Yep. and that they updated with any relevant news about it. Sure. Um, so things like that. Those things would happen at night. The news may come out later. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have not had to get out of bed, luckily, and I hope you didn't jinx me. If this, <laughs> yeah. if this happens to me this summer, I promise you, it's because you said it.
0: <laughs> Yo, the power <laughs> of really our podcast. Never, <laughs> yes, it never like, happened. Yeah. And, so
2: I, and I'd prefer it <laughs> does not. Please.
0: Where in New York do you live, by the way?
2: I'm in financial district. So oh. I'm Okay. right next to work so i can That's just great. walk yeah but the downside oh this that, is
1: definitely gonna happen then. yeah, yeah. Is that the
2: downside of that is they know that i could just walk right back. so you know if work calls like i'll let them leave a voicemail yeah before i call back uh because you don't want to answer and then it's like oh good thing you answered i didn't you know what i mean it's like i'll answer see what it is and then decide you know, right. i want to
0: call back by but, the way uh, i was gonna say the one downside of the financial district is that there's no grocery stores but that doesn't matter for you because you don't I know. But yeah see,
2: there's a Whole Foods.
0: Oh, but is there you're, you never but go there. But that's why cares? Whole Foods is
2: good because they make the food already. Oh, sure. Oh, so that's wow. what I do. Yeah. Yeah. I get the food, that either you just have to warm up, you just have to put it in the oven,
1: mm-hmm.
2: Uh, things like that. Yeah. I get a lot of fruit.
1: Mm-hmm. Do you eat at work? Yeah. Because oh, I don't know, sure. like... I would,
2: to... If I could eat while working you on would. air, I would. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love food.
1: Do you wear jeans underneath the... Uh, under underneath the desk? The desk?
2: Yeah. I'll wear tennis shoes if you're not going to see me. Really? I actually like... I have some pretty good sneakers. Oh. I just don't wear them a lot. Talk about it. <laughs> like... Are you going to
0: go do sneaker shopping with Joe LaPuma? Yeah. No. yeah, Oh, yeah, my yeah, God. Yeah,
2: yeah. No, I'm not cool enough to do that <laughs> one day. Um, no, I just. Well, so my ex boyfriend loves sneakers. Okay. So he would just always give me sneakers. Like, mm-hmm. I have tons of Air Maxes. I have a lot of ASICs, a lot of New Balances. Um, but it's weird. Like, I really only know how to dress for work. I don't really know how to dress casually. So I'm like, well, how do I That's why you don't go to Doucet Palooza. No, seriously, it is. I'm like, I don't know how to make this look cute. Like, I just am wear- usually wearing, like, heels or boots, and that's not what you can wear everywhere. Right. So if I'm going casual somewhere, I'm wearing workout clothes just because it's like, you can't fail with that.
0: <laughs> so I have future's very in. Yeah, 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 yeah so yeah. I have yeah. a
2: lot of these sneakers that are kind of just, like, r- not rotting away, but they don't even get to be worn. Yeah. You know? but i'll they're on ice yes a phrase that it's you don't weight. use yeah. a, it
0: was a good callback i just yeah. feel like you didn't get a lot of attention <laughs> so i wanted it's to like bring they
2: jumps to the guy more appreciation yeah. <laughs> right um but yeah so and that's one thing though i think people think i am different than i actually am
0: oh that's got to be weird
2: like i think people think i'm really like bougie and like
0: is that what they want you to be
2: no, I just think they think I am, hmm. which I don't know because why because of what
0: you present on Instagram.
2: Yeah, but I don't even think I present that. Like, all me and sometimes people that say like, "Oh, I didn't think you were gonna be like so chill or so nice." I'm like, why, why? Yeah. does it seem like I'd be mean or I don't know? Maybe but- it's
0: because I keep going in your comments and saying, <laughs> "Wow, Taylor's so mean, very mean."
2: <laughs> it's all you. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> oh, actually, did Taylor Swift do damage on your name?
2: No, she did not But now, like, if I'm on the phone and someone's saying, "What's your name?" And I'm like Taylor. They're like Kayla. I'm like Taylor, like Taylor Swift. You know, yeah. <laughs> like I need to say a Taylor so that they understand what I'm saying. um
0: Taylor, like Lawrence Taylor. Yes, yeah,
2: it's like, yeah. yeah. should say that. Yeah, but some yeah. people would be like Lawrence Taylor. I'm like LT. They're like <laughs> who is LT? You know. <laughs> um, but so I, but I've also switched to saying Taylor, like Elizabeth Taylor. Oh, wow. That's that. i switch it up. little
1: bougie. Oh, that's bougie. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Taylor, like Taylor gang. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you oh, yeah,
1: yeah that'd, that'd, be that'd be dope. Yeah, yeah. That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So
2: it's just, it's weird. Like people just think you're something that like, you're not. That's one thing Raven always said. She's like, people don't realize you're not like uptight. I'm not an uptight person at all. I don't like feel like I have to be together all the time. Right. Like, like raven took me to this like um it was called hoop showdown it was in the bronx yeah 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 yeah.
0: shout to johnny johnny yeah yeah yeah.
2: it was in the bronx river projects Uh she goes we're gonna go to the bronx it's like in in the projects like come with me i went and like all these people were like i can't believe you came to the pro i got so many tweets like last person i thought i'd see in the bronx river projects and it's like why do you think that like why do you feel like i think i'm above going to you know what i'm trying to say tell the
1: people something normal you do
2: Everything I do, like literally everything I do, I do nothing abnormal, and my life also is not as interesting as I think people think it is. Like
0: you sound like Pusha T dealing with the Drake
1: situation. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I don't have a baby that right. I'm hiding. Let's definitely you put can't that Can't make out skeletons
1: there. in the closet. Yeah. At all. Yeah, like,
0: yeah,
2: I don't have a ghostwriter. Um, <laughs> Which is another thing. I do these commentaries on SNY. Everything that I do, I write. I yes. would never make a, something that I'm saying as my thought I didn't write. Yep. I get so many comments like, did you write this? Like, yes, I wrote it. Like, yeah. why do you? But I honestly, I think, how do I say this? Like, a lot of times when people say rude things to me, like, did you write this? Or like, ah, why did he come on your podcast? I, in so many ways, think it's a flattering comment i only say that because it's like i am so good at what i do you think i'm doing something bad
3: yeah (laughs) you can like
2: you can only be doing that if you had some type of advantage damn but it's like no like you it's so hard for you to think that i could do this that you gotta rationalize it Yo, you know what I'm saying? I that should be that on your
1: attitude. business card. Yeah, like,
2: like, no, I don't need. Me- like, and that's why I, when people like say that, I think it's I'm like getting annoyed. I'm like, thank you, right? Like, it's unbelievable to you how good I am. Yeah. Right. you know what I mean.
1: Yo, let me just tell all the people out there right now that Taylor is so good <laughs> at how everything good at everything she does except how parallel good parking. Is she? Yeah. <laughs>
2: She will fail that. Yeah,
1: she yeah. will. Yes. Yo, Taylor, we're so happy that you came up here. Yes, and I'm happy. We're so thrilled to hear your whole story. Congratulations on everything you've done and everything you're about to do.
2: Thank you so much. You guys are the best. Now, I will think of something I should have said in the beginning for my name, and I'll just, like, make sure you guys
1: know uh-huh.
2: I wasn't prepared for a rap name. <laughs> I get it. I would have done like a sound effect. (laughs) Y'all sound effect
1: was way cooler. Listen,
0: you could be like Taylor Crooks. No, you could be. I could. Yeah.
2: Taylor Crooks work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For sure. People in college used to call me T Rod.
1: Oh, like Tyga. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. (laughs) Next time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks so much.
2: Thank you.
1: Thanks, everyone, for listening to this new episode of A Waste of Time with It's The Real Jeff. If people want to find out more about us, if people want to find out more about this podcast of ours, if people want to find more information about what the hell It's The Real, no apostrophe, no spaces is... Where can they
0: go? You can always go to itsthereal.com I-T-S-T-H-E-R-E-A-L dot com No apostrophes, no spaces You can also go to itsthereal.com Slash shop to get all of our merch We hey. are selling t-shirts on there Including from our AKAs To the Rockefeller podcast we did To the Lakers t-shirt that we made Dedicated to our LA show Plus our book called Rhyme Book, Which hey. is on Amazon.com For pre-sale right now Yes, If you want to find our podcast Podcast. Old and new episodes can be found on SoundCloud.com slash A Waste of Time, or you can go on iTunes and search for A Waste of Time with It's the Real, or you can just It's the Real. It's very easy to find. Yes. Search for our music, which is on SoundCloud.com slash It's the Real, or on Spotify, Apple Music,
1: Tidal, Pandora, all
0: streaming services. Audio Mac. There. Shout out to the
1: Audio Mac guys who we saw running around the Roots Picnic with uh, t shirt guns. Yeah,
0: also shout out to Clothes. I'm sorry we weren't able to connect out there. You can also find us on social media. Twitter at It's The Real. Facebook at It's The Real. Instagram at It's The Real. Snapchat at It's It's The Real. I did see that Snapchat is still very popular with teens. Really? I don't know how many teens are listening to us. All right. But, uh, but yeah, we are there on Snapchat. Also, we are on Twitch at It's The Real It's The Real. And we are on Reddit at It's It's The Real. Are you back on
1: Reddit? I am going to be back on Reddit. All right. Jeff? this podcast can only grow if our fans friends fanatics spread the word and we appreciate when you guys do that and we will reward you with a shout out so we'd like to shout some people out today go spread the word about a waste of time with this the real jeff who do you want to shout
0: i want to shout out a bunch of people i have so many people i have to shout out this is the place to do it i'm gonna do it right here and right now i want to shout out a bunch of people who have commented on our instagram in the past couple of days i want to shout out big waz out in la i want to shout out remy rojo underscore dj lkp i want to shout out hey chang and i am a gram for prez underscore can't tell me nothing Jonathan Menno, Ouija 15, Ain't No Jigga, out in wherever that person is from. Right. Maybe Jay-Z. In Brooklyn. Uh, Noriega also commented. I want to shout out Restin Beats. I want to shout out Untouched underscore Reno. King Shabazz, whose teacher in college was Ninth Wonder. How about that? I want to shout out Ivan Ibarra out in Oklahoma. Be Easy Gigi. Jay Fleisch, who's coming up on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Uh Big Haas infamous 1985 dj forge david knox
1: cyprian underscore m and x vibes and stuff underscore all right and a whole lot more shout outs coming i'm sure next week as well jeff i want to make one shout out you made a million i want to make one our friend out there in calgary alberta canada malcolm flex he said that if we shouted him out, he would tell three random people he works with about the show and have them cultured with the culture. Wow. And so I wonder, Jeff, are they really going to be random? Is he going to walk up to someone at his job that he's never met or talked to and just said, hey, I'm Malcolm Plex. I have a podcast for you to listen to. And it's these two brothers from New York City, New York, United States of America, a waste of time with it's the real.
0: Well, I mean I guess it depends on how much of a psychopath Matt Flex is. If what? he's gonna be walking to random people and being like, hey, I got shot down this thing that you don't know about. Or is it random for him to talk to like maybe his boss's boss?
1: Yeah. You wanna know what?
0: Yeah, aim high.
1: Let's so go. Go to the top of the like, top of
0: the ladder. Don't
1: take no for an answer. Look for that yes. Tell people about a waste of time with it's the real. As always, guys, not for real, for real. Sure, sure. See you guys. Next week, brrrr! Right.